0: Eternal, righteous, and invisible God in heaven, blessed be thy holy name, O Lord, for your goodness and love which you have shown towards us. The fact that we are part of the living today is an evidence and a token of your love and mercy towards us. And we say, praise be unto your name, O Lord. Lord, we pray that our lives shall be a glory to you. We ask, Father, that as we fellowship with you, that we will go through the words you have for us today and that your words shall be sanctification to us. Grant us graciously of your Spirit and help us, Lord, to receive strength and power for the trials that are coming ahead of us. We ask, Father, please consecrate me to your service and put your words in my lips for I have nothing to say to bless your children. Lord, I pray that this shall be a means for you to bless us for the sake of your Son, Jesus, that died on the cross of Calvary to help us, Lord, take advantage, I pray, and use me to speak to your children, that we all may be blessed. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage December twenty two Shut Away with God. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Revelation chapter two verse ten. By the emperor's decree John was banished to the Isle of Patmos, condemned for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ Here, his enemies thought his influence would no longer be felt, and he must finally die of hardship and distress. Patmos, a barren rocky island in the Aegean Sea, had been chosen by the Roman government as a place of banishment for criminals. But to the servant of God, this gloomy abode became the gate of heaven. Here, shut away from the busy scenes of life and from the active labors of former years, he had the companionship of God and Christ and the heavenly angels. And from them, He received instruction for the church for all future time. Among the cliffs and rocks of Patmos, John held communion with his Maker. He reviewed his past life and at thought of the blessings he had received, peace filled his heart. In his isolated home, John was able to study more closely than ever before. The manifestations of divine power as received in the book of nature and in the pages of inspiration in former years his eyes had been greeted by the sight of forest covered hills green valleys and fruitful plains and in the beauties of nature it had ever been his delight to trace the wisdom and skill of the creator he was now surrounded by scenes that to many would appear gloomy and uninteresting, but to John it was otherwise. While his surroundings might be desolate and barren, the blue heavens that bent above him were as bright and beautiful as the skies above his loved Jerusalem. In the wild rugged rocks, in the mysteries of the deep, in the glories of the firmament, he read important lessons. All bore the message of God's power and glory. By the rocks, he was reminded of Christ, the rock of his strength, in whose shelter he could hide without fear. From the exiled apostle on Rocky Patmos, there went up the most ardent longing of soul after God, the most fervent prayers. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Shut Away with God. we left off looking at how John the Beloved was put in a cauldron of boiling oil by Emperor Domitian to be destroyed. But he wasn't destroyed. The Lord preserved him and he was taken to the Isle of Patmos. While he was on the the Isle of Patmos, John had an experience that very few men have had the privilege to have. Men like Isaiah, to a degree, Moses, also uh, had this kind of experience in and in speaking with God. 40 days he was on the mountain. And then there was a man like Ezekiel. Ezekiel had an experience that would actually match that which John had. He was on the Isle of Patmos and received a vision, a vision concerning the world and what would transpire till the coming of Christ and this great grand vision he wrote in the book that we today call Revelation. John in Patmos, a rocky island in the Aegean Sea that had been sent there because this was a place chosen by the Roman government as a place of banishment for criminals. But like we read in Conflict and Courage page 362 paragraph 3, he had the companionship of God and Christ and the heavenly angels, and from them he received instruction for the church for all future time. Of quote. So if we look at the book of Revelation, especially chapter 2 and 3, we see Jesus Himself speaking. And that's one thing we need to understand about the book of Revelation. It is as it is written in Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus christ it is jesus's message john is just doing the writing he's sometimes jesus is speaking sometimes angels are speaking and john is writing here he had companionship with angels the lesson that we learn first of all from here is that even while we may be banished while our rights may be taken from us may be cast away by men from their company like jesus said blessed are ye when this happens to you we may have the companions of a companionship of god jesus and of the angels i remember the case of paul while in prison he could say i am sitting in heavenly places with christ to the child of god who is shut away from men taken into solitary places like john the beloved locked up in prison like paul We can have communion with angels, with God, and with Christ, if we keep our minds stayed on him. And here, it was not just just a communion that was just merely spiritual in his mind. He was literally seeing angels. He literally saw Jesus, and he communed with them. He spoke to them. He asked them questions, and they answered his questions. He wrote down the things that they told him to write. But as John was writing, as he was going in, going on in this vision, there were times where his heart would have filled him with fear for the prospect that was coming upon the church of God. The messages received by John for the churches were such as sometimes would cause fear but in the end, he saw that the church will be victorious. The next phase coming for the church was to be one of great persecution, and such a message delivered to the people was one that would cause fear. The church of Ephesus had passed, and Jesus said to him concerning the next church in Revelation 2, verse 8, we saw this yesterday, where he said, in verse, uh, verse 8, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write these things said the first and the last which was dead and is alive i know thy works and tribulation and poverty but thou art rich and i know the blasphemy of them which say they are jews and are not but are the synagogue of satan and the message was given fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried and you shall have tribulation ten days be thou faithful unto death and i will give thee a crown he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit said unto the churches he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death now apart from this message which was something that was going to be fulfilled in john's own day right there it was happening it was referring to that emperor domitian who actually tried to kill john the beloved he was going to persecute the people for 10 years Saw persecution that took place, and I've told us. If you want to know much about that, you can go and read the book fox's Book of Martyrs, or the other book Martyrs of the Catacombs. Any of these two books will give you a detailed explanation of what the Christian Church suffered under Dom and Emperor Domitian, and even much more much later under and other emperors that came. Now, the message given to John, apart from this one. When you look at the book of Revelation, you see things that may sound very fearful, especially when we go to the book of Revelation chapter 12 and Revelation chapter 13. Also, if you look at Revelation 10, you see concerning the two witnesses, how they were killed. These are not pleasant things that John would have been beholding. The two witnesses killed. Then we go to Revelation 12, you hear about the dragon that is angry with God's people and he is even an angel from heaven had to confess and say woe unto the earth for the devil is come upon you and he has great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time and then you read revelation 13 talking about a power that will persecute god's people for 1260 days which is seems as 42 months and the bible says there what john received in the message was that he will trample on god's people and he will blaspheme god and destroy god's people and then the next beast came and then brought about this thing called the mark of the beast revelation 13 verse 15 reading to 18 says and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed and he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This is the kind of message that John was seeing: gloom and doom for God's people. How about the seven seals? When he received the message of the seven seals in the Book of Revelation, chapter seven, chapter six. He saw the things that would cause fear in him. In fact, there was a time when he was listening uh, uh, to the message he was given, and John actually wept. He actually wept. In the book of Revelation 4 and 5, when there was a book to be opened and there was no man found to open the book, John said he wept. When we read the book of Revelation 5, reading from verse 2, it says, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof Amen. So you can see here that as John is receiving this vision, as he's having communion with angels and with God there are mixed feelings that he's having as he is getting through the message but as he was going through it, he was able to understand the end of it that God's church will prevail but one thing was clear, the message was a fearful one just like we have seen, the persecution experienced by these churches are to be experienced by God's people in the near future. The comfort given to them should therefore be ours. Jesus said to them in Revelation 2, verse 10, Fear none of those things. And then he said, Be thou faithful unto death. Why does God address the feeling of fear? He says, Fear none of those things. It is because if we are motivated by fear, we can make wrong decisions and lose our eternal destiny. There is this story that talks about a man who was on a flight. And on the flight, he met two people, and they were Fear and Death. And he asked them, "Where are you going?" He says, "We are going to destroy many people in a particular city." And then the man said to Death, "Oh, you must have you must be the one who will destroy many people." He said, "No." I am not the one that is going to destroy. Fear is the one who will do most of the destruction. This story is just told to illustrate how it is that the real most times what really destroys us is fear. And do you know that God is well aware of that? Fear is something that destroys many. What were some of the fears that would have been entertained by the upcoming church in John's Day? These fears are fears similar to what we have today, but I would want to speak specifically of the fear of torture and persecution and death. In subsequent devotions, we can talk of other fears like the fear of taking up responsibilities, the fear of fulfilling the will of God, but for today, just this fear of death. You see, God already knows that fear is a very big factor. And many times, if you read in the word of God, when he appears to people, he usually addresses it. When he appeared to Abram in Genesis 15 verse 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. When he appeared to Hagar, Genesis 21 verse 17, he said to her, What ailed thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God had heard the voice of the lad. Then to Isaac, when there was famine, he spoke to him in Genesis 26, verse 24, telling him, Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed. To Jacob, in the days of his own famine, when he was supposed to go to Egypt, God appeared to him, Genesis 46, verse 3, and he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will make thee of thee a great nation. To Israel about to enter the fenced cities and meet with a mighty army of giants. God told them. Deuteronomy one verse twenty one Behold, the Lord thy God shall had set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the God, as the Lord God of thy fathers had said unto thee, Fear not, neither be discouraged. In the days of Joshua, the same thing the Lord spoke to them. When when they were about to destroy those five kings who came against God, Joshua said to them in Joshua 10 verse 25, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. And then when also the Lord appeared to Gideon, Gideon was afraid and the Lord said to him in Judges 6 verse 23, peace be unto thee fear not thou shall not die and i can go on and on but i know we are going to talk about fear in subsequent devotions so i'll just stop here for now what i want to point out from here is the lord knows that we are afraid the lord knows that we fear to die. That We fear to be tortured, we fear to be burnt in the fire, we fear to be thrown into the pot of boiling oil, we fear to be imprisoned, we fear to suffer affliction, to suffer pain, to suffer torture, to suffer perils. The Lord knows that and he says to us, fear none of those things which shall come before thee. We have to have some courage, some bravery, some firmness, firmness, some indomitableness and these characters cannot come in and of ourselves. It is only the Lord that can supply it to us but we need to have faith in god to give us the grace to withstand the persecution that is coming and the persecution i'm referring to here is not just the one you are suffering with your husband or your wife or your loss of a job no 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 it's not those types i am talking of what we read in the book of revelation 13 that says that he there's a power that is coming in verse 16 he says he causes all both small and great rich and poor to receive a mark in their foreheads and in in verse 15 he says that he causes that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed they are going to be martyrs very soon they are going to be people who are going to be killed because of their faith people are going to be locked up in prison people are going to be tortured people are going to be taken to places concentration camps and dealt with there i don't know how soon but prophecy tells us in revelation 13 verse 15 that that time is coming people are going to have their liberties taken from them as if that was not enough they will actually inflict physical pain on god's people but this is not something that we want to experience it is not a pleasant thing to be whipped on your back to be beaten like jesus was and the experience of paul for example he said five times as i flogged 40 stripes save one there was a time he was stoned and it was as if he was dead but the lord restored him and this did not make him fear, but he pressed on. What was it that gave Paul the courage to go on? He received courage from the Lord. The words of God made him stand firm. He could know the Book of Isaiah, where God addressed these fears. Isaiah fifty-four, verse four: "Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed; neither be thou confounded." Isaiah forty-three, within, from verse one, says. O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. And we are looking forward to a time when, like the church in Smyrna, we will be persecuted and killed for righteousness' sake. And it is of great importance that we all meditate on the words of Jesus, spoken to his church in tribulation. Jesus says in the book of Matthew 10, from verse 24, The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and heed that shall not be made known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Amen. As I'm going through this now, I'm reminded of some news that I saw recently. I think that was just yesterday I saw that news of people who cannot express their thoughts anymore. There is a thought police now, at least in the US, where even when you write what you think, your comments on social media, you will be probed for it. You will be put in prison. People are in prison today for expressing themselves, for saying what they think, for having a view different from the status quo. And this is what Jesus was addressing here. Our view very soon is going to be different from the status quo in a very stark way. Presently, it's already different. You speak your mind on, on what you believe concerning abortion, for example, you are going to be singled out. I remember some years ago where a particular congresswoman that was AOC Alexandra Ocasio Cortez she was bringing out a list of people who were going to be punished for expressing their views and giving support to a particular view i'm not talking about the view being correct but i believe it was something that had to do with the president at the time donald trump and said that anybody who voted him and enhanced him while being in power and had the same views as himself were all going to be punished with the loss of their jobs and they would make life difficult for them i'm just using that as an example if you are not in line very soon even the church the most most people of the church will turn against us when we look at revelation 13 it's not the world it is the church protestant churches are going to come against god's commandment keeping people and when you do not fall in line with their views not because you committed any evil but just because your view is different you are going to have trouble and that's why jesus is addressing the matter here what i tell you in darkness do not be afraid to speak in light because truly they are going to threaten you they are going to make it to be that anyone who expresses themselves and says what god has told them in darkness and they want to speak it in the light they are going to deplatform platform you and much more than the platforming right now people are being imprisoned people are being tortured people are being uh their their liberties are taken away from them and it's going to get worse as we go on it's going to get worse and that's why jesus is addressing it saying to us do not be afraid speak up speak the truth do not hide if you hide and do not confess me i also will not confess you and then what else do we have as our fear they're going to lock my account they're going to take my money in the bank what did jesus say luke 12 reading from verse 29 to 34 and seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink neither be ye of doubtful mind for all these things do the nations of the world seek after and your father knoweth that you have need of these things but rather seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. You see, John must have been afraid, and we've seen it already, he even wept when he saw that things were not going the way he wanted it to go. He was afraid as Jesus revealed to him all the events which were to befall the church of God in the near future. The prospect seemed dire. But then he heard of God's plan to deliver his people. Revelation 14 verse 9 to 12 And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamp, and the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen. You see, on this hangs the hope or and faith of the commandment keeping saints. There will be a reward and God will deliver his people. Talking about these fears, there is this story of a man, one of the martyrs who was going to be killed and It goes this way in the book Testimonies Volume 1, reading from page 656, paragraph 3, says, Brother Andrews related an instance of a faithful Christian about to suffer martyrdom for his faith. A brother Christian had been conversing with him in regard to the power of the Christian hope, if it would be strong enough to sustain him while his flesh should be consuming with fire. He asked, this Christian about to suffer, to give him a signal if the Christian faith and hope were stronger than the raging, consuming fire. He expected his turn to come next, and this would fortify him for the fire. The former promised that the signal should be given. He was brought to the stake amid the taunts and jeers of the idle and curious crowd assembled to witness the burning of this Christian. The fagots were brought and the fire kindled. And the brother Christian fixed his eyes upon the suffering dying martyr, feeling that much depended upon the signal. The fire burned and burned. The flesh was blackened, but the signal came not. His eye was not taken for a moment from the painful sight. The arms were already crisped. There was no appearance of life. All thought that the fire had done its work and that no life remained, when, lo, amid the flames, up went both arms towards heaven. The brother Christian, whose heart was becoming faint, caught sight of the joyful signal. It sent a thrill through his whole being and renewed his faith, his hope, his courage. He wept tears of joy." End of quote. Amen. The Christian faith is enough to sustain us during the torture, imprisonment, and death that we are going to face in the future that's the point of that reading what is it that gives the martyrs or that gave the martyrs the power what was it that gave paul peter john the apostles and all the martyrs of the past ages give give them the power to to stay in that stick and be burnt and not give up their faith even when they were given the opportunity to We are told in the book of Hebrews 11 that others were offered deliverance but they chose to die rather than to be delivered from the fire. It is the Christian faith; it cannot be explained but there is something the spirit does to those who believe in the Lord and the Lord gives them power to face the fires of persecution and not flinch and stand firmly for the Lord we have a hope and jesus has said to us that we should not be afraid of he who will kill the body but cannot kill the soul and we are to have our faith hinging on this that the lord has said we should not fear and who are we not to fear do not fear him who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell that is where our fear is to be that is a legitimate fear and as we just read now in revelation 14 verse 9 to 12 there is coming a punishment for those who will tow the line of the beast who will go against the commandment keeping people of god god is preparing to punish such with wrath, unmingled, unmixed with mercy, therefore fear God. John saw the end of what is going to happen, that God's people will be victorious. In the book of Revelation 19, reading from verse 1 to 5, it says, And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia! Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he had judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and had avenged the blood of his servants at her hand and again they said hallelujah and her smoke rose up forever and ever and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped god that sat on the throne saying amen hallelujah and a voice came out of the throne saying praise our god all ye his servants and ye that fear him both small and great. Amen. Who are those that are praising God now? It is not those who are afraid of the government. It is not those who are afraid of the kings of this earth, but those who fear God. Ye that fear him, they are the ones that pass through this time victorious. Initially, the Lord had appeared to John and said to him in Revelation 1 verse 17, John fell down and worshipped on his feet as one that was dead and in verse 18 the lord said i am he that liveth and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter amen john even in his own persecution had communion with Jesus directly, and with angels, and also with God. We can have comfort to know now that even when we pass through persecution, coming in the future, or even the small ones we have now, we can have communion with God. From Conflict and Courage, page 362, paragraph 5, we read, By the rocks he was reminded of Christ, the rock of his strength, in whose shelter he could hide without fear from the exiled apostle on rocky patmos there went up the most ardent longing of soul after god the most fervent prayers end of quote. my brothers and my sisters it is true that there is there is trouble coming ahead of us but like jesus has told us we are not to fear we are to expect that in the midst of all the trouble we like john Can have communion with god and have most fervent prayers and we can have our longing after god and know that the lord is with us and we can sit in heavenly places with christ jesus even now we need to learn it on based on the small persecutions that we pass through now we should learn to sit in heavenly places with god Like we have learned in previous devotions, learn to be cheerful under persecution and understand what is going on that you are being given a prestigious privilege to drink of the cup wherewith our Lord drank and to be baptized with his baptism. It is an honor. And we are not to fear, especially to fear being killed, fear being imprisoned or being tortured. There is no strength in us to bear it, but in God there is strength. How was it that these martyrs of the catacombs were able to bear the burning of the fire? The torture, women, young women tortured, how were they able to do it? It is because they listened to this word of the Lord where he said, Do not be afraid, that which I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. Fear them not, those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Fear him, rather, who is able to kill both soul and body in hell. Those are the words of our Lord Jesus, not my words and it will do us well if we listen to him where he says don't fear him we have two threats the beast is threatening i will kill you if you don't fall in line to worship the image of the beast and what is that image of the beast it is legalized apostasy the bringing of a sunday law that is coming very soon that is a spurious sabbath and this is coming soon it's already happening gradually in the in the eu And very soon, not just that, but the real problem is going to be where God's commandments keeping people are going to be threatened not to keep God's law and threatened with imprisonment and death if they continue to keep the commandments of God. That is the real crux of the problem. It is not in the laws made by the government which, if we follow them, we are not really necessarily being against God. That's not the issue. But there's going to come a time when your conscientious obedience to the word of god is going to be a crime and when you obey the word of god especially in the keeping of the sabbath it's going to be a crime at that time we will need courage to stand and not to be afraid the lord says fear not in the end we are all going to be victorious if we stand firm for the lord let us pray thank you dear father for the comfort you have given to us in your word Telling us to fear not. Telling us that we can be victorious, Lord, in our own selves. We do not have any sliver of strength to bear persecution. To bear the torture and death that we see coming. But we pray, dear Lord, please fulfill your word in our lives. Our Lord Jesus was able to take everything that the devil brought upon him, the persecution, the beating, the nailing on the cross, and many others like us, men of like passions, have been able to bear it. And we believe that if they were able to bear it, we can bear it too. Lord, when that time comes, I pray, Lord, that you will help us. And even now, we pray that you will prepare our hearts and help us through the little persecutions and troubles we pass through that we may be preparing ourselves to stand firm for you in that time thank you for hearing and answering our prayers in jesus name i've prayed amen